Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? I worked it out, and it's 36 years since I last saw this story. 36? Oh my god, that makes me feel very old. 36 years. Because that's when Transmission was, and I watched it on Transmission, and I've never seen it since. Wow. Mm. So that was, because this was, Trial of the Timeline season was on while I was working at the cinema. Mm-hmm. As a projectionist, so that's thir- 36 years since I was a projectionist. Oh, Sorry, Ian, that's bringing that's you down a bit. That, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I watched it the once and yep. um, was did just. You, yeah, n- did you remember any of it? Or? I remember chunks of Trial of Time Lord. When you yeah. said last week that it was going to be a plant. Uh, with a rather rude face. Yes. Um, immediately, it's like, oh, it's the plant with on a black man on a spaceship, and it's uh, Agatha Christie. I remember that amount of it. So it must have part of it must have gone in, but an awful lot of this I've completely forgotten. It is, it is a um, a weird one because in in sort of fan circles, it seems to be another Marmite one, doesn't it? It's either thought quite highly of for this season, or people tend to hate it. See, but you like it, don't you? I do, yeah, I, 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 there's bits of it I can't defend. In fact, a lot of it I can't defend. But I do like it. I think it's a, it's a jolly little romp. Right. You know, it has some very good plus points in it. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't defend it as anything other than um, a very flawed produced story. I mean, right, right from the, right from the start, you see. Um, Pip and Jane Baker's name on the credits, and you know it's going to be bothersome. <laughs> you do groan <laughs> a bit, point. don't you, yes. at that point? But yeah, even before, I, yeah. so I'm, I not... Say, I, I, I'm not saying they're bad writers because they had a long and very distinguished career. I just don't think they were very good Doctor Who writers. No, I, I think I'll go along with that. But even before you see their names on the titles, you've got the most god awful titles, right? Now, yeah, the, it, yeah, Kef McCulloch's theme is, oh, is interesting. I, as I say, 36 years since I last saw yeah. this, and I, I, I'm, I'm staggered by how awful they are. I mean, the, the music is as tinny and crap as the Daleks were. The, do you remember the Dalek voices in the, in the Paul McGann movie? Yes. How just yeah. rubbish and tinny those Dalek voices were. That immediately, this music reminded me of that. Yes, it's not... It's not a good version of the thing. It's grown on me for its kitsch value, sort of, in recent years. Um, and I think because since when, when, when Who came back and we had various themes and some were good and some were bad, I think it, it's, again, it's, it's helped it that it's not, it's not the standout bad theme anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, I, don't know. I think there's worse. Um, but it's, yeah, it's not, um, it's not great. Do you know, I still got, like four or five copies of the um, 
you know they they released the the, the single and in, in like a twelve inch with a hologram cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've still got a load of them because I bought I bought a load when it was because um, it was a hologram. Um, <laughs> Do you remember back hologram. when that was a big deal yeah. when oh, you got it was. It was, yeah, hologram it was trading cards and stuff like that? Yep. It's like yeah. ooh, I can yeah, put my was, finger almost through it. Yes, this is the future. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't I don't. In fact, this sums up this story very well. I can't defend the theme as good, but I don't hate it. I quite, I quite enjoy it on a kitsch level. Mm-hmm. Um, the titles, I think the titles are terrible. And I, I for years I thought when they showed the Doctor Who logo, and I thought um, they've obviously just like pointed a camera at a monitor or something, you know, an old CRT because it's all blurry. You know? mm-hmm. But they designed it to be that way. I can't remember what the val- what the justification was, but I watched something an extra on one of the DVDs recently. It might have been on this Blu-ray set, and um, they spent a fortune designing it to look like that because they wanted. I think they wanted it like, like a little 3D effect or something. It looks terrible. Do you I think? I reckon they just knocked it up and then said, uh, "Yeah, it cost a fortune." Yeah? yeah, I think I think the whole thing about you know what you said about you know the justification for it. We we're going to say that quite a bit about this story. Yes. Yeah, this this is another one of those where you can explain why it's like it is, but you can't really justify it. Mm. You, you you can go, oh, I see what they're doing there, or this is why this happened, or but you can't really justify it that any of these choices were particularly good or you know or, or made sense. Um, I will say up front that. Uh, you know, I love Colin Baker, and I think he's really good in this one. I agree. Uh, yeah. The standout in this story for me is Colin Baker. He is. He is so watchable. I just, I'm, I'm shocked that, that. I'm glad he's got a bit of a resurgence now. But I was shocked for a while that he was always universally in in surveys and that the worst Doctor. And I think he's, he, he's my second favorite Doctor. I think he's brilliant. Um, I just wish he'd got a better cracker. Stories. Can you imagine him in some of the like, say we had the production values of Tom Baker at his height mm, yeah. with Colin, because he's he's so watchable. Every scene he's in, he steals yeah. effortlessly. He is really, really yeah. good. I mean, you say about you know Tom Baker, but what about if you got Colin Baker and put his Doctor in the Tom Baker stories? Yeah. They would be brilliant they as well. Be amazing, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, yeah, I. Horror like, of Fang like, Rock. Said, have yeah, Horror of Fang Rock with yeah. Colin Baker, you know? He, he could have just eaten the, uh, the roots. <laughs> well, that's, that is a question for today's story. Good Lord. I wasn't expecting the, uh, the, the wide-beamed Colin. No. It, he, um, I mean, he always, he always was a, a healthy man, <laughs> we should say. You're so polite. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's shocking here. Because, I mean, especially you look at the coat, and that coat is struggling. Mm. Bless it, it's struggling. Well, the waistcoat is, you know, I was expecting some of the buttons to just ping off, you yeah. know? That would have been interesting if he had killed the, the the enemy by breathing out and the buttons hit it and kill it. That would, that would have been interesting. Um, yeah, bless him, he, 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 I mean, I think, it's, it's so weird, isn't it, to see photos of him when he was younger and virile. 
you know, and and you look at it, you go, oh, Bess, we've, mm. we've all we've all been there. I'm, I'm there at the moment, to be fair. Yes, um, yeah, so am I, so am I. But the you other, know, the, the, yeah, the other standout I think on this show, and this is true of the whole season, is Michael Jason as the Balliard. Mm. I adore him. Well, he will be coming back in future episodes, yes. but yeah. Uh, yeah, this is our first, you know, in this podcast, our first encounter with him. You created these psychopaths, now tell me how to get rid of them. The Verboids are not psychopaths. Doctor, I heard them say they intended to wipe us out. Something must have gone wrong, radically wrong, a malfunction of the DNA. Why is it none of you can see what's so glaringly obvious? Or maybe we lack your divine insight. No divine insight, just logic. Logic? When you overheard the Verboids, Mel, how did they describe us? Um, wait a second. Animal kind. Not human beings, not McGarians. Animal kind. I hope this is relevant. It is. He's making sense. The vervoids are plants. At some stage, directly or indirectly, all animal kind consumes plant life. Without it, we'd perish. I must have been blinded by professional vanity. Bruckner saw it. I should have, too. Doctor, if you're right, then coexistence with the vervoids is an impossibility. Well, it's a question of self-preservation. Kill or be killed. A conflict in which there can be no... Justice. Equally, there's no choice, and that goes for you too, Doctor. We need your undivided commitment. And, of course, yes, it starts off in this court trial, and you've got a very solemn Doctor, because uh, he's mourning the death of Perry, isn't he? Exactly, yeah, and it's it's quite nice. I like, I mean, the the trial scenes in this story particularly start to grate, Um, but this first scene is very nice. Yeah, Colin is the most subdued I think we've ever seen him. Hmm. Um, he's shocked to the core that he thinks Per is dead, um, and it, it, it's a nice scene. But then we sort of we start to almost immediately first scene we we hit some of the issues, and this this is so the the doctor's going to present future evidence. Yes, I have this in my notes, yeah. but carry on. <laughs> and it 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 doesn't hold water in any way, shape, or form. The only way this would work is if the Time Lords were non temporal beings you know like the i don't know if you watch ds9 but you've got the wormhole aliens and they they operate that they, they have no they're nothing's temporal for them there's no time for them so right. every single thing happens at the same moment they their existence is right. throughout eternity is in the same moment and but the time lords we know they're not because i mean even in this story you know the time lords are operating on a in a linear way they've got a now yes and the future, because they say this is stories from your future. They're not saying this is in the past for the Time Lords, and they've taken Colin out of his... That would be even weirder. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you take someone from history to try them. All those Time Lords, you know, they sort of do that. Um, but yeah, so Colin, so the the, the rationale, even the, the Valiard sort of questions, are like, what's, what? so your, your argument is going to be that you get better it's like yes. So I don't think that's how the law works, is it? I'm not sure. But 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 also, I mean, Sorry you know, I murdered that man, Judge. But I will get better. <laughs> yeah, he's gone into the Matrix and he's yes. looked into his yeah. future to find an example of how he can save a group of people with no escape from a threat that would threaten all of Earth. But yes. how many stories have there been in past Doctors? Yeah, that he could just, just present that. that. Why look into yep. the future? Well, the, I think we said it before, but the the original, I think the original idea 
before they knew this this would be a full season was that the trial sort of motif was suggested as a way of showing repeats, wasn't it? I think that would have been much much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what it's like he's gone into the future to show something not very well to show something that literally a two stories ago he did. Yes, we've seen this evidence already, even in this season. Yes, the mysterious planet, same sort of thing. Um, this whole the whole trial idea is is horribly flawed from the outset, and this it shows. I mean, I'm not entirely sure it would have been uh, a work of genius. It had the backstage shenanigans not gone on, but this this really shows it broken down at this point in the in the show's history. The backstage production had broken down. Mm. Eric Sayward hated JNT. JNT hated Eric Sayward. They both hated Ian Levine. Ian Levine hates everyone. Um, there were they were sidings, so you know they yeah. would all try and get Colin Baker on their side. They would play people like an absolutely toxic mm. environment. So it's amazing we got what we did. It's amazing any of this works at all. Mm. Um, and I think that shows the strength of the BBC that the process takes over, so the directors took over. But but yeah, you can see there's there's no thought whatsoever into any of this, is there? It's none of it really makes sense. Well, it's what you were saying last week when we were talking about you know four to doomsday. If you still had Terence Dix as a yeah. script editor, a lot of these problems we're going to be talking yeah. about yeah. wouldn't have happened, would they? No, there, there's this. There's this weird sort of, of thing in fandom at the moment, isn't it? That, that it treats the whole of the history of Doctor Who as as you would treat perhaps three seasons of a modern show. So they people constantly you see new fans especially, they'll go, Why why did why did this happen? Why did this change? Why and it's like, well, because no one making it stayed for more than sort of three or four years tops. So it's it was it's a new show every few years. It's the fact that it's got the same title and a couple of bits carry on. It's a new show every couple of years. And you can see that the quality of your show is is dependent on the quality of the people running it. Yep. And yep. this is, you know you, you can you can defend J and T and Eric Say within a lot of things, but by this point they both should have been sacked. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it? Oh, I can't remember who was running the B- BBC drama at that time. Sean Sutton, someone like that. They should have pulled them both aside and said, "You both sat, guys." Yeah. Hey, Off you, you go. You're, yeah. You're not professional at all. Yeah. Um, so, like you say, it, it's amazing they actually put the yeah. stories out. So. All right. Well, we'll crack on, and yeah, you know, yep. you've got a spaceship called the Hyperion Three. Which is uh, yeah. So we get a model shop. This has so much flashbacks to the Heart of Gold. The way this is filmed, mm-hmm. it's so weird, isn't it? That for for this period, this feels like a very early eighties video effect. These yes. Spaceships. Yes. Um, yeah. In fact, all all the, all the space scenes, the black hole of Tartarus, and that they're all terrible. They are all 19, on video, yeah. which is a yeah. massive mistake. I mean, the spaceship itself looks all right, and it's you all right. know, yeah, it's yeah, quite if a nice you, model. yeah, if you if you're a model maker, you notice a lot of um, Tamiya kit parts in there, yes. and uh, I also notice the part of the of the engine off of the one twenty fourth Airfix Harrier jump jet, um, and apparently it's the year twenty nine eighty six. And and the cr- 
definite date. Yeah. Yes, a definite date, but it's not on Earth, so it don't count. Um, oh. Yes. So we've got the crew and the passengers are all boarded on this ship, and they're going to be yeah. returning to Earth, right? Yeah, so they, they, they've been on... Um, uh, I've got it written yeah. somewhere further we'll, down. We'll get to it in our notes, but yeah, they're, they're on this planet um, that uh, we learn later on. There's, this is like this weird colonial uh, sort of thread point put in very late in the day. Um, so yeah, they, they're, they're they're not only passengers; they're for some reason they're transporting minerals from mm. this planet. Yep. Um, and immediately, as soon as people start speaking we, we are immediately one of the uh, so so item two on our list of of things that don't quite work and probably a bad idea but you could see what they were getting at is if you watch these first couple of episodes as an agatha christie bbc play it makes all set it makes sense mm -hmm. um the stilted acting the <laughs> 1920s dialogue the weird weird way that people behave this is all pure agatha christie i mean i yep. like a bit of agatha christie myself um but in no way shape or form is any of agatha christie believable it's it's designed to be you know to be done on a play in the theater it's it's almost fast it's almost nudge nudge wink wink style yeah. acting and this is it and it this really annoyed me to start when i first watched this um when it was first on uh, it, I found it almost unwatchable <coughs> because you, I didn't get what they were going for. So I, it just, if you if you don't know that and you don't twig it, it just comes across as the worst acted, the yeah. worst written drivel. Um, but once you realise it, you go, oh, okay, yeah, I see what they're doing. It's Agatha Christie. Um, I can't forgive it because it's still it's still drivel, but it's intentional <laughs> drivel. Yeah. Perhaps that should have been the subtag of Terror Revise, intentional drivel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not far into this that you start to peg that, ah, they're doing yeah. a whodunit here, because, yes. you know, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, we've got the lovely Honor Blackman, haven't we? Yes, yeah. She appears. It's, good, it's quite a good cast, really. I mean, there's a couple of people laid down, but it's quite not bad cast. She is high calibre, you know, yes. and I'm, I've always been a fan of her, you know. She was a big guest star at this point, wasn't she? She, she, was, a, been, she, yeah, she, she was, was a big attraction, and as I say, I'm a big fan of her from her yeah. Avengers years, and, you know, and, and, and what have you, and to have her in it, she's a very moany professor, this uh, yes. uh, uh, Professor Lasky, but almost immediately because i've as i say i've got no memory apart from honor blackman's in it they're on a spaceship it's a whodunit with these plant creatures but as soon as she goes on about she's lost her luggage and then the oh. this security officer called rudge comes in and goes you're wrong your keys up the wrong way round you're in cabin 6 not 9 and then a guy comes along who is cabin 9 i'm thinking ah this is all important this is all playing yeah. into the whodunit that's coming yeah this is the this is the setting up the the potential suspects and the murder victim in an Agatha Christie play, and they're they're, they're all like this, aren't they? There's numerous other plays where it's set in a hotel or whatever, and this is almost sort of word for word from it. What I don't understand though is the way that this this ship works, and this might be why they have so many problems, is that so she comes up and she says, "I've been in my room and my luggage isn't there. Where is it?" Blah, blah, blah. Okay, it makes sense. And then Rudge comes along and he goes, oh, can I see your key? And he goes, holds it up the other way. He says, you're in room nine, not six. 
But her key for room nine got her into room six. Yes, that does, I hadn't thought yeah. about that. That's a good point as it's well. Like, no wonder there's so many people being killed on this ship. Yes, yeah. And uh, immediately a problem I've got with this, and it's a problem through all four episodes, is that we are led later on to believe this is a security ship, right? Yes. But the sets, these oh, rooms, yeah. it's like something out of the Britas Empire. It it's, really it, is. Yeah. I mean, the, the sets are. We, we when we spoke about um, the uh, horror Fang Rock, uh, and even um, Fort to Doomsday, the sets were really good. But these sets are so minimalist and bland. Um, and you're right. It's it's a it's a cruise ship or a leisure centre. Yes. It's not. It's, it, it, at no point do you think this is a security ship. And it, it's, it's the bloody British Empire. I mean, the yeah. stewardess could have come off of, Actually, um, yes, you yes, know, the British Empire. To, uh, the girl from the British Empire. Um, the, the other big problem I've got here um, is, uh, so, so Grenville stroke Hallett turns up and he gets waylaid by the little old fella. Um, and he's, he's terrible. Hallett is... <laughs> Awful. He's like, I, I, you think, did he win this in competition? Is it a Blue Peter thing? And he got a walk-on part. And that later on, like the doctor were not saying, oh, he was a man of rare talent, and he was a unique <laughs> one, and he was the most intelligent. It's like none of what they say about Hallett. He was the best. He was a Bond-like figure, best at his job. None of it fits the actor because no. the actor is acting as if. Yeah, he's in the Brits. He's walked into the leisure centre and said, can I use your toilets? And yes, has gone that's, mental it, that's exactly yeah. what it is, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, he's terrible. He's, but, the, he's the weakest thing in this. He's terrible, but uh, alas, he's a key character, isn't he? Yes. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's, you know, um, in cabin nine. He, being an investigator, bothers, you know, Professor Lasky... And he also goes off at this point in disguise to investigate the hold, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, we go down to the hold. The hold is actually the only good set. Really. The hold's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. But then when you look up and you see it's just the studio lights and that. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. And, and this is a weird bit as well. So the, um, the sort of foreman guy says to the, he goes, get your men ashore. Ashore? <laughs> So did did, did Pip and Jane realise this was set in space? I wonder if they didn't. <laughs> I wonder if they thought it was set on a ship. A proper cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Which would make so much sense. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, blimey. Well, the old blimey goes oh, on because oh, oh, last week, yeah. right, I said about when I saw that, the space helmet, it's like, oh, goodness, this is the one with the Doctor in space with the cricket ball. Yes. Straight after this... We've got the doctor on the exercise bike. Yes. And it's like, oh no, it's this one, you know. Which is, which is what all, all the fans were clamouring for, wasn't it? To see um, uh, an obviously out of shape and overweight doctor. Colin, <laughs> yeah, on an exercise well, bike. To be fair to Colin, he handles this brilliantly. He's genuinely funny in it. He's really good. But this scene, again, this scene should never happen. And I, I can't, I, I'm trying to think why and what's the rationale behind this so they, they created mel we've not been introduced to mel so we this, this is a, a weird idea but could work quite well is that we're introduced to a character after she's known the doctor for a while yes which is not something that that i don't think has happened before um but then unfortunately they forgot to write a character yes. 
for Mel. So, <laughs> so if you look at all the stuff, all the stuff in interviews and all the stuff uh, for advertising for Mel, it's always what what's Mel like? Well, she's a computer programmer from Pease Pottage. Hmm. That's it. That's yep. the entire character description. Yep. So, so we've got to rely on on uh, Bonnie Langford to flesh this out, and I don't think she does as bad a job as as, a, uh, as she's got a reputation for and she is a really good actress she's great on uh, she was great on EastEnders um, but I just think there's nothing to work with here and, and what's really weird is she bounces off people well so when she's she's talking to the doctor it's, it's quite a nice relationship and it works quite well but when she's got to do the scenes when she's on her own like when she's in the gym mm-hmm. in one scene and she's talking to herself oh god it's awful yeah it's painful to watch um so I don't know what was going on, but then I I was thinking why what's this thing with exercise though? Because yeah, either it's a dig <clears throat> at Colin from JNT or Eric Saywood, which I wouldn't be surprised at, because <laughs> Eric Saywood, although his prote- although he would he would pretend to be Colin's friend afterwards, he was uh, he was rather nasty about Colin in the Starburst interview and. It turns out he didn't like Colin at all. Um, I yeah, I, is it because it's either some bigger the fact that Colin's overweight, or it's really um, it's tone deaf in that they've decided to write a scene where the doc, you know, they're saying the doctor's overweight, which implies that they think Colin's overweight. Or this was written before they had cast Bonnie Langford, and were they trying to get someone like? That wasn't a singer dancer, but someone that was like a, an exercise. But you remember Lizzie, whatever her name was, on Good Morning Britain. You what, know the, that sort of stuff. The Green, the Green Goddess, Goddess or something yeah. like that. Yes. <laughs> and I wonder. I I think I was wondering what did were they going to go for someone like that, and they just left all these scenes in. It's I, it's such a weird idea. I thought of another option, which is yeah. John Nathan Turner or somebody was got a bung to actually sponsor some sort of like health club because it Could makes be. no sense. We've got an yeah. exercise bike here. We've got exercise bikes in yeah. the uh, in the leisure lounge. We keep going back to the leisure lounge with skipping and stuff like that, and it's all pointless and yeah. it doesn't it doesn't do anything to the plot whatsoever. So I'm yeah. wondering if somebody yeah. just you know, you know paid London, to have yeah. their stuff put on screen. Yeah, if you if you use our exercise bikes, we'll uh, we'll treat you to a nice little holiday somewhere. Yeah, it could. You might be right. It might be something as base as that. If anyone knows, let us know. Yeah, but it also raises. Yeah, it raises an. It raises another question, which is, why is there an exercise bike on the TARDIS? I know which. Which doctor had that, or do you think Mel bought it in, (laughs) or they purchased it? It. it doesn't make much sense. Well, if it was New Who, they would have that hooked up to the TARDIS console, and yes. much like all the wheels you have to spin on the New Who to get yeah, the TARDIS to work, to you'd have to pedal it. I do find that the relationship between the Doctor and Mel is quite sweet, and she works so much better with Colin than she does with... Um, Sylvester later on. I well, think. I must say, and I never thought I would say this, but I am warming slightly yeah. to Bonnie um, yeah, because, I, you know, Bonnie was a problem a back back 36 years ago, yes. but uh, I can... It's not her sense. fault, is it? No. You know, and... No, um, she, and I, I quite like... I mean, she yeah, they did bring her in because she was a screamer and they bought her in because 
she was a name um, and I think it was a bit of stunt casting as usual but she can act and I do, I th I do think she had a really good rapport with Colin I would have liked to have seen more to these two because I think it would have it would have worked really well going forwards. But also, I can see this story totally working with Perry. Yes, in the role, Perry, you know, Perry would have worked because again, you've got that wonderful chemistry between them. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we might have got shots of Perry on the exercise bike in a leotard. Oh, that, that would be case. nice, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, All right. Director, why, why is there a twenty-minute scene of me just uh, doing jump, <laughs> getting doing sweaty, jumping stars? Yeah, getting sweaty. Shut up. Just do it. <laughs> just pedal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, next we see these Megarians. Megarians, yes. Yes. Um, I quite like their face helmets. Oh, I like their suit. Yeah. This is very well done. Their outfits, really yeah. nice. Yes. You can see places where they have spent the budget, can't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, Mainly yeah, on I like, them. I like the Megarians. Yeah. Clever idea. Yeah. Yep. Quite done. Yeah. Done well. Um, and uh, next we've got the communication officer. He's nobbled yes. by someone. Is it Edwards? Is that is it? Edwards? I yes, I think it's Edwards. Something. No, Edwards um, is the guy who gets no, fried. No, Edwards is the guy who gets fried, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know who this is. I did like that um, one of the walls of this uh, this set is just uh, PC speakers <laughs> screwed <laughs> to the wall. I, don't, I was thinking, I think probably were quite new then, weren't they, back then? Yes. Um, but yeah, the sets, it's not horrible, but it's not the greatest. Um, no. Maybe this uh, one works better on audio. Yes. I mean, it's, it's more impressive than the... Uh, computer room on the London from Blake 7 oh it? yeah yeah you know. there is that yeah yeah so he's knocked out by somebody who yes. then sends a mayday signal that the TARDIS picks up yes um, yeah we don't know who it is yet not yet because it's yeah. all this mystery this whole story is mystery isn't it yeah. and I'm pretty certain it's not the old fella not the old <laughs> boy yeah. no no um and in the TARDIS we've got skipping Mel now Mel yeah. is skipping in the TARDIS, and I do wonder, you know, what the heck's going on? I don't know what's going on, because unless I've missed something, Bonnie Langford wasn't renowned for being a fitness Fit. freak. No. <laughs> well, I suppose it depends on your, your taste, you know. Um, but, do you know what's terrible? I prefer Mel to Ace. Ooh. Ooh. Controversial. Yeah. Um, I find Ace almost unwatchable now. Um, Okay, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't understand why why this fixation with uh, with exercise. And past this story, Mel drops it. She's never never mentions exercise again, really. Other right. carrot juice, of course, at the end, famous characters. Um, yeah, it, and you realise in sort of this scene that the Doctor is Poirot, isn't he? He's playing it as Poirot yes. when he arrives on the ship. And, yeah, it's... Um, and I do like the fact so that yeah they get they get the uh, the distress call, which we later learn is from Hallett, and it's aimed directly at the Doctor, which is this is another weird thing that we get at this period where the Doctor is as linear as everyone else, so he he must be because I'm presuming that ship can't send a temporal signal, mm. you know it's just it's just a signal, isn't it? So he must be. In the time zone, or the yes. was twenty-three, whatever it is, twenty-nine eighty-six. Eighty-six. So he must be there, and Hallett knows he's. There. Of course, now this is the equivalent of 
they would like you know with that awful Winston Churchill one where they gave Winston he gave Winston Churchill a mobile phone to yeah. call the TARDIS mm. and it calls through time. Dear God, I, I'm really, I'm suddenly realising modern who is shit. We're going to talk um, about that story one day. You do know yeah, this, don't yeah, you? Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so he's confident that the Doctor will pick this up, um, which is is a strange sort of notion. But yeah, the, the Doctor then lands in the hold, which no one questions at no, all. No. no one questions this big blue box appearing. Um, and then he comes out, and in a very heartened way, he senses evil. Mm. I, I thought, oh, that's a nice little throwback. Yes, yeah. But straight after that, they're caught by the guys with those crap yellow guns. Oh, I don't like them. I don't what are they what made they're... from? I thought they were like just like a, a, a bog-standard drill held upside down but there's I don't some, know the handle's got slots me, in it yeah to me it looks like a Ronco button ear you remember that oh button ears yeah I always think of those adverts at Christmas that's yes. the only time you ever saw an advert for a Ronco yeah. buccaneer I got buttons falling off and can you not have you not got a needle and thread use a Ronco <laughs> button ear what a weird time we used to have one we were fascinated me and my brother used to go around just button ear and everything together button in the cat or something yeah, yeah. Oh, just everything got um, is Ronco even still going? I don't, I don't know. I, I will look into that and put posts yeah. on Facebook, all right? I love Ronco stuff. That's a, that's a crap move. Mm, yeah. I loved it. But yeah, um, they're terrible, the guns. I don't know. Would it be better if they held it up a more sensible way? Maybe. I'll tell you what's bad. I mean, yeah, they're clearly holding it upside down. The yellow colour doesn't work. And then no. they've got this little blue sliver. Yes. In the middle, which yeah, looks I, terrible. It look, it look, it does look like they've just picked something up off the cupboard. You know, it doesn't look like it's been designed as a gun. Um, but the way they're holding it as well, that would be incredibly difficult to aim. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It's, it's very, very strange. Um, and I'm not a great fan of their shoulder pad uniforms. <laughs> Everyone on this ship has massive shoulder pads. Well, it's the 80s, isn't it's it? The 80s, it's the mid-80s. All right, so they're taken off to see Commodore Tonka Travers. Tonka Travers. Good old I Tonka. He came up and I said to Anne, Triangle! <laughs> yes, it's him, That's isn't it? Triangle. Yeah. Yep, yeah, he's on um, a ship again. <laughs> he's on a ship again. Um, yeah, I like him. He's good. He's. I, I love the fact that... And normally I hate these sort of things where the Doctor meets someone that he knows. But I love this because he's got such a great... He's almost the brig to... Colin Baker's the doctor, yeah. and he, he's really good, and they got a lovely little relationship. And yeah, it's like, oh God, not you, doctor. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, he, he's not that keen to see the doctor. No, you wouldn't no. get that if uh, Patrick Troughton met the brigadier. You, no, you, you know, yeah. it's not. Oh, not not you again. Yeah, it's and again suggests that the doctor's been hanging around this particular time period quite a bit. Is there? A, do you reckon there's like a, an unknown story arc? We know somewhere. The TARDIS can't travel through time at this point. It might be. That would be interesting. It would pad it? out the uh, yeah. Colin Baker's stories a lot more, that wouldn't would be it? Good, yeah. yeah. And he, he has to, a bit like the unit years, but he's stuck in the future. Oh, yeah. That would be good, actually. Yeah, because that's clearly what's going on. Old Tonka yeah. knows, knows this it. doctor. Yeah. He recognises yeah. oh, this yeah, it's doctor. Not, it's not one of these, uh, last time I saw you, you were uh, you had uh, a scarf and a. No, this is, um, yeah, yeah. this is Colin Baker, he knows. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got this quarantine area in the hold, which is full of plants. 
which yeah. are starting to glow. Big, big old seed pods that any uh, anyone that's in Invasion of the Body Snatchers yes. can go. Abs- it's a bad idea. It is an absolute rip-off of that, that design, isn't it? Yes. Totally, oh, yeah. totally. Um, and then one of the more Gargarians called Enzu is next door, playing with some silver buttons. I oh, thought they were silver them. buttons. We've seen them before, weren't we? They were in Blake 7, do you remember? What, the silver buttons? Yeah, they, they were in... It could, oh, it's either Blake 7 or another Doctor uh, We've seen them before. They were... I think it was one of Avon's... Avon's Mighty Jewel collection was these same things, because we said they were either from, like, a fish tank or... Yeah, they do look like, like that, that from a fish yeah. tank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they don't look like seeds at all. I don't know what they were going for here. See, I just thought they were buttons. I didn't realise yeah. at this point that, oh, they're meant to be seeds. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we've got this crappy lounge area next with its, yeah. like, you know, white wickerwork chairs. Which and you, you, could, you could forgive it being so kitschy that this is what... It's a, it's a cruise liner lounge, so it would be kitschy. But it just looks cheap, don't it? It's like patio furniture chairs... The bar is is just, uh, you know, just it's almost just a cupboard. It, yeah, it, everything looks so cheap. It certainly does, and you know the doctor's bothered because who sent that mayday? It must be somebody who knows yes. me. And Mel goes off to look into it, and the doctor wants to see the passenger list. And uh, Mel goes to that gym where yeah. Honor is and starts skipping for absolutely no reason. Well, she she. So she goes to she goes to um, sneak around a bit because she's that that sort of a, a, um, proactive person. But great, I quite like the idea that the, the doctor's just like, now I'm going to sit here. I'm not mm. doing anything, you buggers. Um, and then uh, Rudge comes along, and she she pretends to be looking at the uh, the map, and she goes, oh oh, I can see you've got a gym. And then that that gym is like the most important set. Yep. Afterwards now. And it's like, if she'd have seen something, oh, um, oh, looking for the toilets, would the whole ship have taken, the whole story <laughs> taken place in the toilets? Maybe, maybe. All right, well, old um, Professor Lasky, she's told the hydroponics yes. section has been broken into. Mel gets a message to go to cabin six, which the doctor doesn't trust. Um, yeah, there's, um, yeah, so Mel, because they make a big thing of, that you you wear these headphones while you're exercising and they're personally tailored and they'll they'll talk you through it and then it's the most god-awful music (laughs) that it plays uh it's terrible and then yeah someone someone talks through over the headphones and again it's trying to set up this mystery isn't it this sort of mystery thing um and we we don't find out too later that it's hallett but uh yeah she she goes off well, yeah, she, she, doesn't she go to go find the doctor first, doesn't she? Yeah, but she can't find him. She goes to cabin six yeah. and finds these silver buttons, which are seeds. That's it, yeah. um, and then that's when the doctor arrives there as well. Yes. Um, and then they also find, shortly after that, someone is in the pulverizer, uh, which has the matching shoe to the one they found in cabin six. So they yes. assume it's the person from cabin six. Yeah, a bit, bit of a jump to a conclusion, but... Uh... I like I like the fact that um, so yeah Mel goes to into cabin six which is Halleck's cabin um, and she go and the the doctor comes out and it, they, she goes there's obviously been a, a fight here and I looked at it and thought that's about the same state as my room <laughs> <laughs> you know she'd be going if she visited out of my room she'd be going uh, 
someone's been murdered here. No, no, it's always <laughs> I'm just quite lazy. Um, yeah, so so she they think a mur- this guy's been murdered and put in the pulverizer, um, uh, which is not not a great set, but did remind me of the um, the pulverizer from um, Armageddon Factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Canines going towards. We have a very similar scene later on, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's shortly after this that the on-trial doctor halts the playback. And, and yes. says, that's not how I remembered it. And they go, but, but it's in your future. And he's like, I reviewed it earlier. So the Doctor has watched the whole thing play out. The Doctor who's on yep. trial knows who the killer is at yep. this point. Yes, now think about this for a bit. Here we come to another instance of what might have seemed like a good idea at the time, but but is stupid. So the Doctor's watched the whole thing, makes sense. He knows at this point, he's like, that's not how it happened. Mm-hmm. And they all, they all go, well, you know, can't, can't be changed. And the idea is that that for the trial storyline, this shows that the Valiard is tampering with stuff, so bigger things. Which is it's good, quite a good idea. But the trouble is, it negates every thing we see from this point on yes. in the Vervoid storyline. And what I want to know is, what would it have played out that's, that's what I've got written down. How yeah. did it play out originally? Yeah. You know? You know, because so the doctor says, I didn't send Mel. That's not how it happened. <coughs> Suggesting that he went. Yes. But the whole thing would have been different, wouldn't it? Yes. It's, I, yeah, I don't. And again, it's this confused. Any, a decent script editor would have picked up on this and said, well, hang on there. Yeah. That, this isn't going to work. Um, yeah, it, it, it's clumsy. And like I say, it, it negates every single thing we're going to see now because you don't know. I hate the idea of a, of a um, what do they call it? It's, a, it's an unreliable narration, isn't it? Yes. It's when, a, when you don't know what you're watching is as it happened. And I hate that. I think that's a lazy, a lazy storytelling. Yeah, because you can't trust in anything then, can you? Exactly, yeah. If you're going to use it to build up suspense... You can, but they they never go anywhere with this. No. Even in the trial scenes, it's like the next scene they they're arguing about stuff that's happened. Oh, doctor! All the doctor's got to do is say, "Yeah, that didn't happen. Mm. Yeah, that didn't happen." Why are they even bothering carrying on? I don't see the point of it. No. But but yeah, they go back to watching the Matrix, and yeah, yeah. Mel goes to the cargo hold all yeah. alone, and that bloke. Uh, Edwards or whatever his name Edwards, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edwards, yeah. yeah. He shows. Oh, I quite like the actor. He was alright. Yeah. Yeah, he went on to be in, in the bill. I see. He did, yes. Yes, yeah. and uh, he shows her around, but uh, gets fried. He when... gets a little bit flirty with her, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Now think about this. Think about this. <laughs> he gets a little bit flirty with her, but we know from the doctor saying this is not what happened. It wasn't Mel. It was him. That so what happened. did so happen? Does that mean? Yeah. Was he getting a bit flirty with the doctor? Might have been. Why not? Yeah. Might have been. Um, yeah, but he, he gets killed, doesn't he? He, yes. he He's going to let her in and show her these pods, and that's when he gets fried, and that's the end, <laughs> end the of classic, episode one. The classic, you need to be careful, this place could be dead. <laughs> type yep. scene. Um, what an amazing ending to the episode there. I mean, it looks really good. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's the budget gone. Yeah. And the uh, yeah, it ends on Mel's scream. She Mel's is a screamer, isn't she? Oh, she's a good screamer. Yeah. They, again, it's it's the old, 
zooming into Colin's face in yes. season 22 and it's like from this point on almost every episode ending is no face. all four of them end with Colin Baker's face yes, yes. alright so episode two starts with these yeah yes. invasion of the body snatchers pods um, with these like comedy alien tongues or what what the heck part of that of a void is that that comes out it's not it's any part hand, of it. it's me- it? is, is that a hand it's his hand yeah so so the hands are like flower buds and they're the bit that has the stinger on no right um, all right can you imagine this let's go back to our alien fetish can you imagine this done like alien where the hand slowly comes out and it's covered in goo dripping yeah it'd be, oh, really instead good. of just going yeah and out it comes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and it's got that, that sting just looks like you know those um those party blowers you used to get. Yes, that'd be oh, funny if it did unfurl. Yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, too brightly lit. Yeah. Too brightly lit. Well, this is, I've got comments on all this later for when we see the vervoids, the colour oh, choices God, of yes. the vervoids yeah. and the lighting of the vervoids. Right now, yeah. Did you, you went with the DVD, didn't you? Didn't yes. You no, Cause, no, no. Because it's even worse on the blue. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yes. All right, and and we get a POV, don't we, of something yeah. coming out of the pod and killing a guard. And meanwhile, the doctor on trial still says that's not what he saw. He's being manipulated. Yeah. Yes. And why didn't uh, he say what he saw? Though? You, you would think he would. That yeah. would be a golden opportunity, but no. Yeah. So um, go, it didn't happen like that. Uh, that guy st- was still alive. This is all nonsense. Yep. Yeah. I I demand a lawyer. Um, but no, he goes, Let, let's carry on, see where it goes. Yeah. Well, where it goes is Ed, Edwards' body um, has vanished, um, yes. the guards as well, and uh, and all the botanists find that all the pods are empty. Yes. Right. Now, they, they know at this point, because I was sort of, when I first watched it, I think, did they know? You find out later that they do know, but it's like, do they know what came out of these pods? Because mm. they don't really show. They sort of say, "Oh, this is dangerous," but, but yeah, they know exactly. They they were breeding these vermin yep. creatures as slave labour. They knew exactly what was in it, and yet they don't sort of behave like. No, I have this written down somewhere off in my notes. Everybody knows there's some sort of alien menace, and nobody is looking for them at all. You know, yeah, it's very very strange. We do get some lovely um, Colin dialogue as well, don't we? On, um, I think it's when when they're explaining to. Uh, I think I can't remember if it's in in this when they're in the, the the hold or whether they when they go to the bridge. But what someone says something like, "Are you a jester?" And he goes, eh, "More of a clown." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice nice line from Colin. I like when he says to Mel that he's going to go and see, you know, Professor Lasky because he's blessed with tact and finesse and then immediately blows it when he goes to see her, you know, because he's accused of being a thief. Um, And, you know, these seeds are incredibly important and incredibly value. Um, This this is this is sort of. I quite like this scene because this is a lot of the times the doctor does this and things happen in Doctor Who where in real life someone would immediately call the police. Yes. And I quite like this that the doctor sort of shows her the season. She's not no 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 it's it's immediately your thief, security, get him. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was quite a good Yeah. Quite, quite a well written bit. Yeah. Um I say, you know, this is a security ship. All right, so I, I have to wonder why they've got you know a, um, you know an exercise room and yeah. stuff, and also we see these Megarians playing space invaders. 
Yes, that's. Uh, What's that all about? That that's not aged well, is it? Or is this a? Although I suppose perhaps we've come out of the other end of it looking badly aged. In that it could be one of those retro machines, you know, that you buy and it you can play old computer games on. Hmm. Well, you've got these Mogarians, and one of them dies because he's coffee. <laughs> you've got this alien race that With can't breathe our air, but he'll drink coffee through a straw. Yeah. I thought that. It's like, it's like yeah, we're, we're aliens. We can't breathe. We have to wear hermetically sealed suits. But, oh, what fancy a nice cup of tea. Yes, yeah, yeah. and it's been poisoned. Um, yes. Um, but the, uh, the doctor knows that he's actually human. He's this, yeah, this, this is... This is sort of a bit um, hoist on their own petard, this one, yeah. So the Doctor, and again, Colin plays it wonderfully. So the Doctor's very sort of, ha, 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 didn't you notice? Yeah. You idiots. Um, but then they immediately blow it by, in the very next scene, as he's saying this, um, one of the Megarians is speaking and his light's not yeah, on. Yeah, it's not switched on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, you brought attention to this as well. But the actual premise of that, it's good, just, yeah, it like, just it's, takes yeah. me back to the John Pertwee Who Done It TV series yes. where you did have a clue up on screen yeah. and at the end they would replay it to show and you. You would kick yourself as a kid, wouldn't you? Go, oh, I didn't notice that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's. I, I I do I like this I like I, it's really good stuff this that yeah and this is what the doctor should be it's like noticing things like that I mean I don't mean to be rude though but the the trial doctor because we've got to remember the other one is in the future the trial doctor's already watched this yes so he, he knew that that was a a human. And he knows it's been. It's not. He's not really being that clever, is he? No. His future self is, but he's not. No, no, no. It doesn't work. I mean, if if we had just yeah. had the Who Done It in space without the trial bits, that would be yes. better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, there is a on on the Blu-ray box set. They they have done that. They've turned. They've done a version where they've removed all the trial. Bits oh, really? And put in extra scenes because there was a lot of um, special effects footage in that that they didn't use. Lots of ship stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, that, so they've made sort of a little mini film version as if it would be a standalone non-trial story. Um, and it works really well. Oh, okay. Uh, work, work, I, I won't say it works better because I do I do enjoy the Valiard's performance, but it makes more sense and it's less jarring. Mm, okay. All right, well, shortly after this, we get to see our adversary of the week for the first time through a grill yes. because they're watching that old boy. Oh, well, this right. this is so. I mentioned to you last week, but not in the program. If you listen, you won't find it. Me and Eric talk away from the program. So. <laughs> um, the, the, I noticed this. So I, I I was watching this, and I and I my brain, you know me and puns. My brain immediately went to <laughs> grilled vegetables. Grill. <laughs> and I thought nothing of it. And then later on, there's another scene. It's like I think it's when the, the verboid gets. Uh, compacted and it's like oh, mashed vegetables, oh, mashed vegetables. Mm. And then there's one where there, there's like steam attaching it. Steam uh, vegetables. Steamed vegetables. <laughs> They're doing this on purpose. Uh, yeah, there's there's loads and loads of of the way you cooked vegetables, visual puns and, oh dear. and scenes in this. <laughs> all right. Might all be coincidence. It could be, or it might not be. Mind. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit. It happens a little bit too often. Uh, yeah, rather yes. 
All right, well, episode two ends with the Doctor and Mel going in that isolation room. They don't understand why people are coming out of there wearing a mask, yes. why you've got a guard there. Uh, they manage to find their way in, and they open up this box, and there's a girl there with this terrible effect on her face. Yes, yeah, so they, they, they've got that one corridor. This is another thing that the, the budget yeah. can't stretch. At no point do you think this is a big ship, because no. there's only, like, a handful of cast members one corridor and yet it's meant to be like a cruise liner with hundreds of people on board it's like, mm. um yeah so they they go to the uh they go to cabin six because yeah the doctors tweet straight away why is there a guard outside the cabin next center and then um also i know that you mentioned because we get to see uh, the stewardess woman janet is it wandering yeah. away she's got very nice legs I've she has she's got a terrible name for a science fiction far yeah, in the future janet. Yeah, Janet, yeah. Um, unless you're in Rocky Horror, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so the um, the episode ends because... I can't remember what the character's called. What's the, the the vegetable woman? I don't know what she's called. I don't know what she's called. Did she have a name? She might not have. She's an assistant. Oh, no, I think they do name do that they name? she's yeah. an assistant to someone or other. I mean, she... Uh, her face is very familiar. Obviously, not the vegetable parts. Um, although she does, with the eye patch on, she looks like the old guy from um, Starfleet. You know, the puppet show. What was his name or her name? No, it's a her. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. it her? Magara, so I think her name Magara. is. Yeah, Magara. Well, hang on, and we've got Magara. We've got Magara. Oh. oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, episode three, that's when old yes. uh, Honor and the others barge in. I don't like the the dialogue here because Mel she don't know the situation of this poor woman in, in this crate and she calls her a monstrosity and well, um, isn't she? yeah and the doctor backs her up saying that she's a sad travesty yeah it's not the best choice of words is it also um, how does he know he's a bit I mean he's the doctor I suppose but how does he know that she's not an alien species and that's what she looks like yeah no, she's a sad travesty. Sad travesty. Kill her. Kill her with fire. <laughs> um, I've never really noticed, and I don't. I can't believe this. That she's got a vervoid collar on. Has she? Yeah. I've never noticed that. Okay. Because yeah. um, I suppose she's turned into a vervoid, isn't she? She is because a piece of pollen got into a scratch. That's not. That's not a good safety thing, is it? No. We've still had absolutely no talk of where the pod inhabitants are. In no, all this. no one, no one gives a crap at this point. Uh, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be? I know that I know they want to cover it up, but I, I think I would be going to the Commodore and trying to do a bit of a, a, a Nostromo search mm. going on. You know, so, uh, something's got out of the pod and it's probably going to kill us. Or you might want to check the air ducts. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. No all one right. ever checks the air ducts. Do Never do. No, no. Um, oh, I've, I've forgotten. We missed. The little old man dies. In no, that's coming up. No, that's after. Yeah, no, no, that's coming up. Oh no, no, he no, he has died. No, yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's when well, we had the, the grilled vegetable. That wasn't was it, it with the steam. In, yeah, for some reason, when yeah, when um, gravity increases or whatever, the the vervoid steam, don't they? they just yes, like a kettle. But yeah, he died. I this actor's been in so many comedy programs, hasn't he? The, the little old man. Oh, but absolutely. He, he, he dies in the way that. Like a vicar would in a comedy program who's accidentally drunk rat poison or something. Yeah. In a farce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But, um, I, I mean, 
he's gone. They realise he's yeah. gone. They search his room, can't find him. Mel yes. goes in after they've searched it, and she finds a leaf that the other yeah. ones didn't spot. Now, I this is a bright Canadians. white... <laughs> Canadians. But how did they not spot the leaf? It's a bright yeah. white, you know, like shower cubicle, and there is a green leaf sticking out of a grill. Yeah, I, and, and she... The way it's it's cut together, it's like she knew it was there. Because she immediately goes in and yeah. bends down. It's not, not like she goes in and looks around. Oh, what's that? Mm. Yeah, she immediately goes there as if she'd seen it earlier or something. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't I don't hold much for the sort of the uh, housekeeping on this ship. No, no, that they um, would overlook that. Yeah. Next, we see the old boy and the dead people. Um, yes all being moved by our adversaries and this is our first proper look at them our so first look, yeah. what do you think what are your first initial thoughts on um, them i i i never i never remember them as being quite che- as cheap as they've looked this time and i think it's because i'm watching it on blu-ray right um the masks are really good i like the faces from the from the neck upwards they're all right mm. uh, from the neck down <laughs> they're um they look like someone, some particularly cheap cosplay of Poison Ivy. I've seen a few Poison Ivy costumes like this, where people have just bought a bag of of uh, maple leaves, got a black leotard, yeah, and stuck it on. It it doesn't look great. The hands are good as well. It's all it, it's weird, like as if two different people designed this. Costume. I'm I'm totally with you. The the face and the hands. Are fine. It's yeah. the pla- very, very obviously plastic leaves. Yes. You know, do, do you remember you go in the florists and you'd have a plastic plant yeah. section? Yeah. That's where, where they've gone to. You know? Yeah, they, they, they don't look at all realistic. No, um, no. And there ain't enough of them. They might have got away with it. Had these been covered and you didn't see the black leotard underneath. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, like I say, the faces, I really like the faces. It's a, it's a very creepy, good design. Now, you have said, and I've seen things about they're all a bit rather, um, ooer. Yes, they, they, the the shape of the, the collar and head back piece when you look at it straight on, they are not quite as bad as as the Triffids from the nineteen eighty one trip, yeah. but they are they are of a certain the shape of a certain lady's part parts. part yes. yes. Her, shall we say her lady garden? A lady garden. I'm wondering, right, if you look at their face, you know they've got these, like, there's a paintbrush sticking out of their mouths, right? I don't know, what's that about? I think I know. I think that originally they didn't have the paintbrush, and it looked even worse. worse. (laughs) I think that is there to completely, you know, just like, you know, take the curse off of it a bit. Somebody went, oh. Oh, God, yeah. Shall we call these Fanny? These are all female, and they're all called Fanny. Yeah, Fanny the Vermite, yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what's going on there. You um, know. My my bigger my biggest problem with the Vermites, other than their Fanny faces, is um is that they speak. I I, I right. think that lessons. I'm going down about four four bits on my piece of paper. Yeah, it is late on. They don't speak at this point. I no, guess. I've got here Vervoids talking to each other. Dear, oh dear, Derek Deadman. Yeah. And it they is. sound just like Derek Deadman. They do, yeah. They're not, they're not the greatest actors in the world, and the, the dialogue is so mundane. 
And can you, again, sorry to go back to Alien, but can you imagine a, a scene in Alien where the alien's creeping along talking to itself? In a comedy book, you know, or aliens where, where 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 they can talk to each other. Yeah, it. I don't. I mean, I understand they wanted to get some plot out, and they wanted to show that these were intelligent creatures, which is why you know, obviously, creating a slave race of intelligent creatures, bit of a gitty thing to do. Um, but the, I, I think it would much better had they been silent or hissing or something like that. And then right at the end, you know, Lask is saying. Uh, you know, when she's protesting, saying, you know, they're not intelligent. And they they just say a couple of words, you know. And you go, oh, God, yeah, they are intelligent. But no, they're just having, they're having normal conversations. No. I mean, that's why I like, you know, the Axon monsters. You yeah. know, they didn't talk, did they? Yeah. You know, you had more menace from them. Exactly, yeah. You as soon as they start speaking about, you know, in, in such a way, you've been shopping today? Yeah, I'm going to go later. No, it's... Oh, it doesn't work. Hmm. That's my biggest, my biggest bugbear with them. All right. Well, Mel goes off and she shows this leaf to Honor Blackman, who's on the exercise bike again. Again. Yes. Oh and uh, who? She knows these th creatures have come out of the pods, yeah. and yet she's just on her exercise bike. What does she think is going to happen? Yeah, it'd be like. Oh, I don't know what. Let's try to think of a. An equivalent, but she's she's shown proof that the creatures she knows are dangerous and exist. Yep, are kicking about, and yeah, she carries on exercising. Yeah, why does she need so much? Exercise? This is um, this is about the third scene where she's been in that gym. Yep. Why 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 is she spending so much time in that I gym? I really don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, and then we move on. Mel, um, you know, gets got at because she overhears the vervoids um, and it's being recorded and she gets dumped in a bin, doesn't she? Yes. And she gets dumped in a bin and he's wheeled past the doctor. I do like his line about saying, I wish I could get rid of my waste as easily. Yes. You know? <laughs> and I love the, the guard. Total disregard for him. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, good, good little scene. Yeah, so, and again, quite nicely worked out isn't it so the doctor goes in and he sees that there's a recording button playing because yeah. because mel had been trying to bizarrely trap um on a black man into admitting yes this and it's like no it's not really going to work um so he sees the recording and he plays it back he, i mean he, he's clever bugger he knows how these controls work uh and it cleverly and i, I quite like it it plays back mel being kidnapped so he's like oh my god yeah, I got I got to go and rescue him. But he decides to do this by going to the 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 main desk and saying, "What do you do with all your towels?" Yeah, but he hears himself. That's how come he yes. knows. Yeah, he knows. Doesn't he? he knows she's gone off and out. He hears so he, himself saying yeah. that terrible pun. <laughs> yeah, he he goes. So he goes off and he goes, "What what do you do with all the towels?" And um, the stewardess woman says, "Are we?" They go into the pulverizer. Why? What's up? Why don't they wash the towels? Why are <laughs> yes, they crushing true. them and ejecting them into space? A bit wasteful. It is. And the amount of time that people spend in this gym, they're going to run out of towels before the end of the journey, aren't they? Hmm. And also, why... Uh, 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 this gym isn't very big, but enough people use it to warrant having a hamper <laughs> that's being emptied... Because this guard guy isn't in on the no. plan. 
So he's he's innocent. So he's actually gone to empty the towel hamper. And this is like about three hours into the journey. Yes. That's used a lot, isn't it? It is. That's. I mean, perhaps we're misjudging this gym. Perhaps it's just an amazing gym. Hmm. But this is a whodunit. We still don't know who the murderer is. Um, And I like the fact that Doctor doesn't know who these leafy people are. No. You know? He's not the galactic know-it-all. Exactly. We're back in the time when the Doctor actually had to work things out with the audience. Hmm. Which I love so much better. Um, I I don't understand... Also, we, we get a scene where Rudge is worried that the old git's gone and passengers are starting to disappear why is he worried because he's literally planning to hijack the ship later on yes why is he worried about his mundane security uh, job because i can't see it's just to keep the pretense up no all the, all of this is now falling apart because yes. you know at this point as well mel has gone to the stewardess's room because she is a suspect and yeah. she's, you know, checking out her room when a vervoid just wanders in from the corridor. So that vervoid yeah. has been walking down the corridors and nobody has spotted it. Ah, no, but that's, that's the cleverness of the vervoids. Because if someone comes along and spots it, he just stands by the wall. Well, you think, think you're a pot, a pot plant. plant. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's what it is. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, Honor is attacked by one of her aides. Um, and the doctor revives yep. her and tries to explain, um, you know, who, you know, that she's got absolutely everything wrong. Yeah? Yes. And it's Bruckner, isn't he? His name is Bruckner. Bruckner, the, that's Bruckner, it, yes. yes, yeah. He runs off, he takes over the command deck because he, he all along has object to the art concept of the Vervoids, hasn't he? You know? Yes, this, this is, we're starting to realise that, that, the main plot wasn't enough. It wasn't padded enough, or it wasn't long enough. And they start throwing in little plot points and stories that do nothing and go nowhere. And it starts to become far too crazy. This would have worked so much better had it just been the two two episodes of the Who Done It. Yep. Then two episodes of the Vervoid Threat. But no, we get so we get this. Yeah. So Bruckner takes over the ship to start with. Um, and then the Megarians take over the ship, and then the Verva. It's like, oh God, this yeah. ship is the most insecure in history. And and we're you know more than halfway through episode three, and all this yeah, is it's happening. Quite late. It's quite late to introduce so many new plot points. Yeah, yeah. But again, I suppose it, it, it is the it is it just shows what a mess the script editing was at this point. Hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, episode three ends with, with Bruckner. He's steering the ship towards this black hole, a very dodgy uh, visual effect. Yeah. And the Vervoid in, you know, the stewardess's room is spraying gas out of his paintbrush. I don't know what's yeah, that all he's, about. he's having a right, old, uh, a right old session. I don't know. They met, I don't know. I, I, I got nothing there. I had no, no. idea what. I, I was thinking... Their plants are they, are they like rapidly photosynthesizing? I don't know. I don't know. But they're not happy. You know, episode four starts with them being not happy. They they they're going to go to the bridge to stop Bruckner. Yes. Um, and I've written so badly pantomimed. Whoever's playing these vervoids, it is the most OTT yeah. body acting 
it's it's extra acting, isn't it? Because yes. I'm, yes. I mean, I, I probably should have looked into it, but I, I I would either hazard a guess that they've hired dancers again for that weird reason that they seem to think that hiring dancers is a good idea because they can move well and they never do. Um, <laughs> or these are ex- they just hired extras on the thought that oh, it's only the monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Te- the, the, they they are doing yeah pantomime movements. It's so weird. And the Derek Deadman voice, you know, this isn't yeah. going very well. No. Um, so they seem to get to the bridge. They spray marsh gas yes. into the bridge so no one can go oh, in there. Have, I wonder if that's what the... So if, if a vervoid is um, under pressure... He sprays marsh gas. and Which, <laughs> weirdly, the doctor can recognise. Well, if it, I like I to think... spent some time in marshes. Well, I like to think that marsh gas is, you know, that farting. Because that makes it, it even funnier be. that the doctor recognises it. Does, it. Yeah. 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 Um, and so Rudge, the security officer, calls up somebody who's going to uh, help them out. And it's the Morgarians, yes. isn't it? Here we go. Yeah, another plot point. So up to this point, there's been no hint, other than the fact that Rudge is a bit useless and it's his final trick. Which normally would set you up to think he's going to die at some point, isn't it? Yeah. Like two days from retirement. Um, but no, it turns out he's he had planned all along to hijack the ship um, with the Megarians because, and then they introduce another subplot that the Megarians are against the colonization of their planet, and Earth is this big colonial mm. power, uh, and they're they're misre- they're mistreating the the natives. It lasts about four minutes. Yes, yeah, because then it changes again, yeah. and it is now, um, you know, they want the uh, metals or minerals or whatever it yes. is on that ship. Um, we never really find out what Rudge wants. He doesn't no. really say, does he? Well, the, doesn't the Doctor... Someone's... I can't remember if it's Doctor or Travis. So doesn't someone mention something about money or planning for his retirement? There's some... He There's wants payback on something. Pay, he wants yeah. payback on, you know, being downtrodden and looked down upon. Yeah. But we don't really don't find out what he's going to get out of it. Or mm. how he expects to get away, or... No. Yeah, it's, and again, I, I think this... I think all of these... All of these extra plot points put in are last-minute additions. I I would put money on it and none of this was in uh, Pip and Jane Baker's original script. This, no. this is padding, pure padding, isn't it? Yeah, and it makes absolutely no sense. What um, I don't understand as well is, is Rudge takes every, when they hijack it, Rudge takes everyone down. You need it for the plot, but he takes everyone down to the uh, the lounge. To yeah, here we are, a, bloody lounge again. Yeah, the lounge again. Why wouldn't you run a hijack from the bridge? You would have thought, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. So yeah, they... if you've got if you got if you got the Commodore on the bridge. Um, and someone tries to break in, you go, you can't go and break in and I'm going to shoot the Commodore. You've got that, they throw all that away. I do love as well as the, the co-pilot, it's the first time we sort of see him clearly, and he looks like a Primord. He's got the bushiest beard and hair. Really? Yeah. I didn't oh, really recognise him. It's like, is that his real? Is they... <laughs> I think perhaps, um, uh, perhaps J&T said, uh, you know what would make this character perfect? Permed hair and a big bushy beard. <laughs> Just like mine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Hawaiian yeah. shirt, I mean, it'd be perfect. <laughs> All 
All right, so yeah, they're all like dumped in the lounge and the doctor yes. still doesn't believe, you know, that Rudge is the murderer. There's still a murderer out there. Um, and the Megarians who were up on the bridge, that's why everyone's on the lounge, because some yes, unknown person comes in and throws something at them. Yeah. And tea, tea, presumably. Yeah, well, they say we don't need refreshment. And immediately yeah. I'm thinking, oh, it's the stewardess. It's the stewardess who did yeah. it then. But it, no, it turns out it was liquid oxygen thrown at them. Yeah. Can you get liquid ox- oxygen? I, I've uh, never heard of liquid oxygen. I don't. I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm pretty certain it's not. Because it melts their masks and causes them to. Um, yeah, why does that to happen? Die as asphyxiation. I don't. It would have been better if it had been acid. Yeah. Um, but also. <laughs> We, because we find out that it's um, uh, it's Bruckner or whatever, isn't it? Or it's, it's yeah, it's one of Dunbar, but it's one whoever they're interchangeable. But then, why why would the Megarians think that he was bringing them refreshments? Yeah, I like I that's like what threw me. Yeah. That's why I thought he was the yeah. stewardess. I like to think that he turned up and he was carrying the liquid oxygen in a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> he just turned up with a teapot on the bridge. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense doesn't make a lot of sense um and then because uh, i'd actually put in my notes because i put who killed the mcgarrins i couldn't remember because it makes such little sense that it was Bruckner. well it no no it's not Bruckner, it's doland uh, doland that's it doland yeah, is yes. the is the actual murderer in this story yes. isn't it yeah yeah and so uh, inconsequential i've forgotten his name yeah well talking about inconsequential rudge is got rid of first He's, yes. he's got by the vervoids. Um, and, um, yeah, and the Doctor has narrowed his suspects, because he is Poirot in this, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's Poirot in this. Yeah, yes. he's narrowed the suspects down to um, Honor Blackman and Doland. Yeah, mainly because you know. they're the only people left. That, that is a very good point. There's not many left yeah. now, is there? No, we're, we're, our cast is running thin. Very thin. Yeah, and yeah, Dolan says yeah. when he actually, you know, it's revealed. This, this, this bit annoys me, yeah. So just before then, the doctor says to Tonka. <laughs> Tonka. He says, uh, <laughs> remember Tonka toys? I used to love them. No, oh, ta- yeah, no, um, big and yeah, beefy. Things. Yeah, you couldn't damn it. You could put them in a blast furnace and they, yeah. nothing would happen to them. Good toys. Um, he says to him, uh, can, I, can I have a phaser? It's like no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, mate. No, phaser is a Star Trek thing. It's not. It's not like laser, which does exist elsewhere. Phaser is purely a Star copyright Trek. Copyright Star Trek. Yes. yes. Don't. Oh, it annoys me that. <laughs> but uh, I imagine it probably wasn't phaser in the script. I reckon that's Colin just. It could be. Sort of yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I, it annoyed me. It was in my notes. Okay, all um, right. Well, Dolan says he's going to take the yeah. vervoids back to Earth, where yeah. they'll be slave labour on all the factories and farms at no cost because they don't need feeding at all or anything. Yes. To which so I say, yeah. well, what about all the poor folk who are going to be done out of a job then? Who who yeah, so, you know? So this this bears this bears a little bit of scrutiny, doesn't it? So they've they've bred. The, the vervoids, they say, they've managed to work out they can breed an intelligent plant that is bipedal and can do work. That's yes. a big thing anyway, and that's quite a big thing to, to do. Um, they've also 
then thought, this isn't, a, this isn't a big enough thing. We've created intelligence. This isn't a big enough thing. Let's use them as slaves. So it worries <laughs> me that the, the Earth Society would, would condone slavery anyway. It's a bit worrying. And that, that their, their economy could survive a sudden free labor force. Yes. What um, are all the work, existing workers going to exactly, do for a yeah. job? Your, your poor, your, your poor that do the terrible jobs are now out of work. Yes. They can't suddenly do the good job. It's not like you'd suddenly have a Star Trek style utopia where they can have time. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. And then you think, hang on, they, they wanted these vervoids as a slave labor race. They wanted to subjugate them. They bred them with a bloody deadly sting. <laughs> that is a very good point as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. I just put a line in, like, you know, with the uh, day of the Triffids, where the Triffids were bred for their oil, and they had to have the sting, otherwise the oil production wasn't as much. And you remove the sting. You remove the sting. And it's like, at least put something like that. No, you've bred, you've bred a race that you immediately want to mistreat, and you've weaponized them. <laughs> Oh, you're an idiot, Dolan. Yes, Dolan, Dole. Yeah, and he, he goes to kill the Doctor, doesn't he? But the, the Doctor has, um, you know, disarmed yes. it. So he runs off. He's well, killed Col Colin's by... very disarming, isn't he? He is, yeah. And uh, he's shortly dispatched by the Vervoids yes. as well. Um, There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of scenes in this of, of people running into Vervoids, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, they're not the most stealthy of creatures. You'd think you'd look up and go, Ooh, This is not aliens, is it? Yeah. In the slightest. No, it's not, no. No. This would be the equivalent if, if like, in Alien, the alien would have just stood there. Yeah. And, and everyone run into him. No. Um, yeah, the, um... Yeah, he's he's killed, isn't he, straight away? Yeah, he, get, he gets one of those stingers in the hand, yeah. doesn't he? Because he tries shaking its hand. Yes. Um, and he's dead... Um, and they all realise that the vervoids hate animal life as animals eat plants. Therefore, yes. they... You, you, so, you know. so, so the, doctor, the doctor makes a little speech, which doesn't really bear thinking about. So, he's, so someone says, like, can we not communicate when they're intelligent? And he goes, um, of course we can't. Uh, we eat plants, therefore we can't coexist with the plants can't coexist with us but we eat meat and we can yeah. coexist with animals very often you've got a cat on your lap i've got that exact, exact moment she's come in midway through and she's sat on my lap so this doesn't really make sense no that that because we eat we eat other plants because we're not eating vervoids we eat other plants, so therefore yeah. they they can't coexist with us. This this smacks horribly to me of Space 1999's rules of rules of Luton. Yes, right. You know, although at least oh. we get less shots of trees yeah. wobbling. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, oh, Honor, there she goes off. She tries to reason with them. She's killed um, immediately. I yes. don't know what Honor Blackman was thinking through this i don't know if she enjoyed this I or I actually understood uh, what the heck was going on yeah i imagine she was thinking this would pay for my car service yes <laughs> yeah i think so yeah yeah and uh, the doctor and mel they find all the dead bodies and it's the doctor yes. who points out well that's a compost heap isn't that what you do with weeds yeah he's absolutely right here and colin is great at these sort of scenes 
Yes, yeah, so Mel is outraged. How dare they treat intelligent creatures like this? And the Doctor rightly points out, you know, what do you do with your plants and vegetables at home? And she's like, that's different. And it's like, well, not from the Verboid's point of view. Yep, true. But yeah, ni ni nice little scene. We, um, I, li I like these little uh, moments where like the Doctor points out. I mean, Tom was great here, wasn't he? points out the, the hypocrisy of the human race. Yeah, and you get a feeling he's yeah. an alien, don't you? Yeah, he's yeah. an alien. He can see it from a, a different point of view. Yes, yeah. Um, and meanwhile, yeah, the, the vervoids are attacking everywhere, and like I say, it's hardly aliens. No, it's not, not quite the uh, Siege of Hadley's Hope, is it? No, is, no. I particularly like the scene where um, the stewardess is trying to beat them off with plastic patio yes. furniture. <laughs> um, and we suddenly see lots more crew. Yeah, where did they all come from? Yeah. yeah. yeah we, it, it, it's like, oh, uh, they've, they've saved a bit of money. They couldn't have been in there earlier because then they would have been suspects. Yes, that's true, actually. You only show them after yeah. the murderer has true. been revealed. Yes. Yeah. Um, <coughs> the Doctor knows that the ship has got something. I can't remember. It's a ridiculous Viol name. Violesium. It's something that produces intense yeah. light, isn't it? Yes. This is a, a deus ex machina of the, the best kind, isn't it? So something that previously has never been alluded to is absolutely right for this one specific situation. Never mentioned. No, no, uh, no. Yeah, so, so they're carrying this stuff and it acts like magnesium um, when exposed to the air and gives off a bright light. And the doctor's idea is that with enough light, <laughs> the Verboys will photosynthesize to death. Which they do. Well, they turn into autumnal colours, but, don't they? And then the fade away. Is, whenever I hear anyone on Sally say photosynthesis, I just immediately think of the young ones. Yes. When, when Neil was in the bath and... Rick what are you going to do? Photosynthesize? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I can't, I can't hear that word without thinking. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Tonka doesn't really want to do this because evidently this uh, Violesium, which is, to be fair, it's a terrible name, but it's better than Unobtainium. Yeah, true. From bloody uh, James Cameron. Um, yeah, so he doesn't want to give him this because he's worried that the company won't be happy, which is a bit rich because it's like, you're going to die. Yeah. I mean, like, the, you know, fair dues, that's thinking of the company profits above your life. That's, you know. Oh, well done to him, but no. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, and then we learn the vervoids, or, although they keep being described as intelligent, are actually stupid as hell, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. it, it's not the best way of ending it, is it? You know. No. So, um, so we it, and it's a bit, a bit, ten o'clock at night style editing, and it? it's a bit rushed. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. So we cut immediately. Doctor says, "Have you got this?" Can you get this for us? And Tonka goes, oh, yeah, here's me keys. And then you cut immediately to the Doctor and Mel and that hiding in plain sight. They're already there, like yeah. The compost heap. And the Vervoids, they're turning the light, the Tonka's going to turn the lights out so the Vervoids won't be able to photosynthesise um, so they'll go back to their compost heap. Yes. Heap, um, which presumably also doesn't have light in those corridors. So I'm not sure what the theory is there um yeah and then mel being mel makes a noise and they start to attack her so they the doctor throws the uh the um grenade call it the grenade the lighty stuff uh the bottled sunshine um and the vervoids sort of turn a bit brown 
go a bit autumn-y and uh, disintegrate. Mm. And we get a none too convincing shot of the uh, of the suit being deflated. Yeah, it's not good, is it? No. Um, and and yeah, that's that's the end of the the Vervoid story proper. Yeah, um, yeah, because they um, yeah. say goodbye to Tonka and Janet, yeah. don't they? And uh, ends with um, you know old Colin singing as the TARDIS yes. takes off. But then no, we cut back to the trial. Uh, yeah. And the Valyard invokes Article Seven. Yes, uh, which is uh, which is against genocide. It's genocide. Yes, yeah. he's charged with thought, genocide. I thought it's a bit hypocritical, isn't it? Because the Time Lords wanted to destroy and wipe out the Daleks from the whole yeah. of time. Yeah. That's a bit, a bit hypocritical, there, Time Lords. Yeah. My thought in this is that you know this story takes place in that Doctor's future time yes. so he knows that story's coming up so when he finally gets to enact it he knows beat by beat exactly what to say and what to do he almost becomes the Machiavellian doctor well, the, yeah. of the well, seventh this, this is the um, this is again a problem of the showing the doctor's future because they, they make no I think even Colin Baker mentioned this while they were filming these that are they going to wipe the doctor's mind because he now knows the future? I mean, later in the next story, he goes off with Mel before he's even met her, right? Which makes no sense. So the Mel from the future comes and joins the current doctor, even though she was with the future doctor. I mean, it's 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 an absolute mess. The the end of this trial of a time lord story, which is a shame. Um, but but the other thing, why didn't the doctor? I mean. But, I, I don't understand Time Lord law, how it works. Because can you imagine in doing that in this, saying, we're, we're going to arrest you for murder. I haven't murdered anyone. No, but you are in two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, case dismissed. Yeah, don't work like that. No, no. no. All right, so... Um, also, the doctor... Uh, uh, my final note, which I... It's like, so the doctor says, uh, he goes, I had to, I had to destroy them. If just one leaf... Would have made it to soil on Earth. No, leaves don't work like that. <laughs> yeah, but Seems this is a vervoid leaf. That's true, yes. It might be a special leaf. Yes, special leaf. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it's very special because it looks like it's made out of plastic. But... Yes, yeah, plastic leaf. All right. Okay, so <clears throat> design rating <coughs> yes. on these vervoids out of 10. It's a difficult one, this, because, like I say, the, the faces and the hands, I think, are, are quite high. But the body stocking is quite low, hmm. um, so I'm I'm going to have to give them a, a slightly above average, but very middling six. Six. Well, I put five. Okay, yep. so that's five and a half. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. If the body had been better, I would have scored yeah. higher. But they'd kept them in shadows. Yes. Yeah. So there we are. That? Yeah, we've got five and a half. Right, for its design, but then the people in the suits um, oh, and the dubbed on voices yeah. and everything. What about the effectiveness? Yeah, we can't we can't really blame the design for the voices no. or the acting or anything like that. But this drops it down for me. This drops it to a, a below average four. A four. Well, I put three for exactly oh, the same yeah. reason you did. All right, so that's three and a half. Blimey, that's not high, is it? No. Okay. Um, I didn't think they would score high, but having said that, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. 
I, I, I will happily watch even the worst of Collins because I, I enjoy it. It's funny, you know. Um, um, it's ex almost exactly what we were saying about last week, um, you know, with <coughs> For to Doomsday, which is, you know, it's rather ent entertaining, but it makes no sense if you no. start thinking about it. You know? Yeah, I think this this whole period of, in fact, any of the JNT sort of period, it's it's style over substance, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, and you've got stories that are very enjoyable, and that I, I'm trying to think. There's a couple of classics, I suppose, but on the whole, it's just very watchable hokum. Mm. Um, and perhaps that's what we're going with. I mean, that that could describe the eighties, couldn't it? Yeah. Enjoyable hokum. Yeah. Yep. That's the eighties. Yeah. In anything. Well, um, they are in a caravan with someone else, one other inhabitant in their caravan, because caravan number four point five. Um, for their adversary, um, they're in a caravan with the Yeti, the abominable snowman version. Oh, are, are the Yetis, um, do you reckon they eat plants? That, no, I think they're fully carnivorous, in which case yeah. they would get on, they wouldn't would. they? Yeah. I can imagine them sat having a pint in the caravan while it rains, just bad-mouthing humanity. Yeah, I, I can hear a Yeti having a Derek Dedman-style voice as well. Oh, so. Okay. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, can you imagine... If the Yatis had spoke, oh. <laughs> oh, no, that's a scary thought. I'm just glad they don't. The right yes, way, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Behind the scenes. All right. This yeah. would be the last time um, in the show that Colin Baker would be seen in the TARDIS console room. That's yeah. You're, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Sylvester McCoy stood in for him in the regeneration yeah. scene. Yep. Um, I, and then the set fell apart. Yeah, I never spotted. I watched this story, and I never spotted. I'm sure you did, and I'm sure you already knew that the Doctor on trial is wearing a completely different outfit to the Doctor in the story. Yeah, a lot of people think that Collins wore the same outfit continually, and he didn't. I mean, he changes his waistcoat. Pretty much every story changes his cravat. Every story changes his cap badge. Every story, um, so yeah, there's lot, lots of differences in in his costumes. And you, you can, if you see a still of him and you know the order it goes in, you can sort of say what story it's from just by the costume. I I can't believe I didn't spot it because I found out that snippet of information about like episode two. And then when I know that he's wearing no, two yeah. completely different, you know, shirts and ties and waistcoats, yeah, it's like, you're a bloody idiot. Why didn't you see this before? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a nice bit of um, effort put in. Yes. That, that they wouldn't probably wouldn't have bothered with later on. Mm. All right. Um, the role of uh, Professor Lasky was actually yeah. written for a woman in her 40s. Um, but then Honor Blackman came along, who was almost 60 at the time. I mean, to be fair, she, uh, she doesn't look it. No, not at all. I mean, I'm nearly that old, and uh, I look far older than her. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ending of, um, you know, part 11, which is part... Oh, yeah, that confused me. Three, I think, part three. Part it three, was supposed yeah. to be a model shot of the Hyperion 3 flying into the black hole, right? But it was John Nathan Turner who thought every cliffhanger should be a close-up of um, Colin Baker emoting. 
do you, do you think do you think that was a genuine he thought that was best or again do you think this is some sort of weird slight it could be we know. we don't know we're never going to know are we because because i could see that this this because jnt got on very well with colin baker they, they, they were good friends so i can see that once jnt knows that eric saywood doesn't like colin baker i could see him doing that to spite yeah uh eric saywood's like every cliffhanger it's going to be a nice going to be my boy. Yeah. 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 I could see that being the case. Yeah. I can't think of any dramatic reasons to it because it, after the, a two or three, it just becomes comical, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got two more casting, alternative casting uh, slots for you, okay? We did it last week. We're doing it this week. Um, Tonka Travers, all right? Can you see these people being uh, Tonka Travers? Because they were all considered, okay? Uh, Ian Bannon, he keeps coming up. Yeah, he comes up a lot. Yeah, I can see him doing it. All right. Keith Barron. Uh, I mean, Keith Barron was in Enlightenment. Yeah, he's a bit lightweight. Okay, but yeah, I've never thought he was a great actor. Hmm. All right. Frank Finley. Oh, he would be good, yeah. I like a bit of Frank Uh, Ronald Fraser. Yeah, he would he would work. He does tend to play uh, oily and and yes. un, untrustworthy a bit more. So, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure that would work as All far right. as the, the Tonka we got. Well, the next one's not so oily. Uh, Patrick Stewart. That would have been amazing. Yeah, you would that love that, wouldn't amazing. you? I would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, finally Frank Windsor. Yeah. Yeah, Frank Windsor. I mean, he's been in a couple of Doctors, and he's okay. uh, he's a good, solid actor. All right. Then for the murderer Doland, okay, yeah. we have Nicholas Ball. Yes, definitely. That yep. Good. Jim It'd Broadbent. Be then, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Jim Broadbent. He would have been good. Okay. Not too obvious. Yeah. Someone from last week uh, who keeps coming up on this, Martin Jarvis. Yeah. Do you think they just had like Martin Jarvis on yeah. their stationery? So every time they made a list, of he was on the roller decks, wasn't yeah. he? Just yeah, scroll yeah, through like... available actors. <laughs> or, or he was one of those actors that used to ring up. Anything for me this week? Yes. No? Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. Try again next week. Yeah. And uh, Simon Williams. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. It meant, it meant we wouldn't have had him later on, so no. that would have been a shame. And I do like him when we do get him later yes. on. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, so that's it. That's us for, done for today. Um, I enjoyed that. I yes. always enjoy Colin's one. Well, as I say, I haven't seen it for 36 years. Lots of questions about it. But, yeah, it's a slice of the time, isn't it? Yes. You know? did you, did, did you in, do you think you enjoyed it? More I enjoyed Colin. And yeah. I am starting to warm to Bonnie, which is a yes. phrase I thought I would never say. Um, progress for you progress yes so uh, yeah thank you for choosing that Ian um, before we go got a shout out oh excellent we haven't had yeah. one for a long long time not for a long long time and uh, as I say folks if, if you don't have to leave a comment but if you, if you even if you don't listen to our show on iTunes if you could just go on there and just give us a, a, a star rating it bumps yeah. us up the um, the search list for if people are looking for Doctor Who podcasts and yes. I know uh, I keep saying it but we keep getting new um, you know followers of Blake Seven in character and uh, the show is you know <laughs> pretty much oh, done yeah. so it would be nice if we could get you, you, you know the show out to more you know potential uh, listeners 
and, yeah, and one way of doing more, that is that way. We've got a bit more competition in the Doctor Who podcast. Really, we do, we do. But we are the best, aren't we? Of course, yes. How, yes. Many, how many others would warm to Bonnie Langford? Yes. <laughs> All right, so from iTunes and from Stu Birchall, I, I, I've got a, a, a little comment from him here. He says, uh, I made my way over here from the Blake Seven in Character podcast and can now settle into a weekly dose of Who Facts and Fun. These guys are knowledgeable and great fun to listen to, and I look forward to each new podcast. Highly recommended. Oh, thank you, Stu. That's yeah, thank you, Stu. Yeah, very nice. It's things like that that keep us going, doesn't it? It is. You yes. know? Yeah. The occasional, uh, the occasional trays is all we need. The occasional belly rub. Yes. A bit of photosynthesis. Yes, indeed. That would be yeah. nice in this weather, actually. I quite would enjoy seeing a bit of sun. Yeah, what is the sun? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so, okay, so that's us nearly done. All we've got to do now is announce who our next adversary is going to be, and it's going to it's, be... It's you, isn't it, and Sylv. What's, what's it going to be? Good old Sylv, and Sylv, I've decided... Let's see if you can get it. You're yeah. sure to get this. Um, I thought we would look at the show's very own Blue Meanie. A, a Blue Meanie? Mm. My brain immediately went to the... Um, Bertie Bassett, Candyman, but I don't... No, think no, no, all blue. All blue? Yeah. The Sylvester McCoy sign. Oh, the Destroyer. There you go. Oh. There you go. Now, Pretty technically... He's only I, in it for three seconds. Well, this is what I was going to say. Technically, we've got two adversaries because we've yes. got Gene Marsh oh, and we have the Destroyer, but the Destroyer sounds better on a caption, yes. doesn't it? it? So. <laughs> It looks better um, on a photo. Well, no, this, no, that's putting Jean no, Marsh no, down Jean a bit. Ex-Mrs. Like <laughs> um, Pertwee, of course. Yes, um, yes. This is interesting because I've not, I've got this on the new Blu-ray set, and I've not watched it, and I've not seen this since it was broadcast. Wow. I'm in the same boat as you forever. I've not well, I've ever watched it on DVD, and I never watched it on. Um, VHS. Well, rarely, this is a story I've seen more than you because oh, wow. um, I did watch it on transmission and I videotaped it on wow. transmission and I kept it on videotape. And to find out why, you've got to tune in next week. It's, it's going to be Gene Marsh, No, it's not. It's not. Oh. No, no, no. Ah, uh, no. oh, is it going to be? Was it filmed near you? No, it's not that either. No, oh, no, no, no. no. You've got to wait seven days. Wait yeah. seven days. Killed. Yeah, I taped it off air, and I never watched it. Oh. Never watched it again. Okay. Um, I I think there's a, there's only about three Sylvester McCoys that I ever watched again. Right. Um, yeah, I bought them on DVD and never watched. It. I'm, I'm such. And a now you've got it on Blu-ray, and you've not got watched it. Blu-ray, never watched it. So it's a good <laughs> thing I will watch it. Well, there um, you go. What are you going to go with? Yeah. Are you going to go DVD or Blu-ray? You got to go Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Yeah. Going with Blu-ray. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, well, you've got seven days to, to crack that one open, all uh, right? It's only three episodes, isn't it? Is it, is it three? Is it four? Oh, is it only three? Because they did that weird thing where you did two four-parts and two three-parts. Oh, yes. Yeah, really that's coming that. back to me. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, okay. Well, that's what we're up to next week, all good right? Good stuff. Good stuff. I did not think you'd go with that one. Uh, there are reasons. Wait until next week, okay? Wait. All right. Okay. All right. Well, see you folks next week, then. All right. Thanks, Ed. Bye. Bye.